All right. Hello, and um, this is um, the first podcast of the uh, Director Showdown. My name is Adam Dauphin, and I'm here with uh, Brent Carroll. And, um, episode one. Episode one, yeah. We're really excited. And uh, Brent here, he, um, he is an adamant supporter of this uh, director. You may not have heard of him. He's he's kind of he's not really known. <laughs> he's a he's a nobody to most he, people. He, I think his his name is um man what was it uh, uh Stevie um uh Spellbrig Spellbrig <laughs> yeah uh, Brent is a um he he likes to be uh uh spoon fed his plots <laughs> um he just wants he just want he doesn't want to. He wants the. He doesn't want uh, to think about anything he's watching, <laughs> and that's why he's a big fan of Steven Spielberg. So uh, that that's yep. that's him. I, I'm the uh, the big Spielberg fan here. Uh, Adam Dolphin, my co-host here, is uh, a uh, pretentious <laughs> kind of like art film loving uh, Stanley Kubrick apologist. <clears throat> <laughs> and uh so he's generally gonna be on St- uh almost said steven kubrick's <laughs> meshing them uh together too soon no but yeah he's uh he's i mean we're both fans of both of just, them just make it mean yeah. why can't we just be mean just be mean well the thing is we're both fans of both stanley kubrick and steven spielberg but yeah, this is are. an arbitrary kind of like a versus battle and it's going to be kind of over the way that we're thinking about it. It's going to be uh, kind of six episodes capped off with a seventh where mm-hmm. we each pick three movies of each director mm-hmm. and uh, we do, you know, we switch back and forth. So we're starting with a Spielberg movie. Then we're going to go to Kubrick next Spielberg. You get the idea. Then we just, um, you know, we, we, we look at the films and we talk about it, what we like, what we don't like. And, and what we have, uh, we have some segments coming up, but, um, just to preface, uh, today we just watched um, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that segment. But uh, yeah, it's the, uh, boy, I should have done a little more research beforehand. But uh, yes, yeah, the 81, 1981 uh, Steven Spielberg classic that kicked off the franchise, mm. uh, created so many uh, action movie tropes, I think, we kind of uh, talked about during the movie. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's great. Uh, what did you think uh, re-watching uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Um, well, it's funny because, um, you know, normally we, we were, when we started off talking, you know, the, the uh, when you started preparing for this uh, podcast, it was initially like us arguing about who's the the be- better director is it Kubrick or uh, Spielberg, mm-hmm. and you know we've had many um, many conversations. Yeah, <laughs> to put uh, it very euphemism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the the cool thing is that I actually I, I thought this was a great movie to start off with because I I am quite fond of. Um, <laughs> nor myself of uh, pings on the, the uh... I'm gonna reduce my volume sorry about that anyways um, I'm quite fond of um, of 
Indiana Jones. Like I, I grew up with uh, watching the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, of course, is the most memorable one because it's the first one, and it was. It was, I think it was great that we started off the podcast with such a um, a mutually liked uh, a yeah. film. Yeah, exactly. Like, a movie yeah. that we can both agree is objectively great. Uh, mm. I want to meet a person, or I should say, I don't want to meet a person uh, that doesn't enjoy this movie. It's like so, it's just so good. On um, so I know who wouldn't like this film. Who? Uh, feminist. I wouldn't say that. You always feel so political, so <laughs> fast. <laughs> Fucking. Fucking off I'm to the just, races I'm just, already. I'm, I'm, I'm edgy. I'm no, no, no. sorry. Okay, you know? well, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take an argument no, with ahead, that. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, dude, Marion Ravenwood is like so, just like intelligent and just like will knows how to get out of any situation. And I think she uses her sexuality to kind of like get out of those like situations, especially the scene in the tent with. Uh, the French guy, uh, Belash, no, I, mean, Belosh, I, 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 I should say. I mean, I'll go ahead and, and say that, uh, yes, you are right. Like, she is not a, um, she uses the damsel in distress trope for her uh, advantages because uh, she she seduces um, the villain. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, in case uh, <laughs> you haven't seen this film. <laughs> But yeah, she's not like your typical just like, oh my god, save me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it's not it's not it's not overwhelming yeah. to where like she's just a placeholder just so you can like, yeah. save, you know. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's really cool. Um just like the scene that introduces her, she's in uh like a oh, yeah. drinking <laughs> contest with mm-hmm. this this guy like up in the hills at like this uh, like shitty dive bar that she's bartending at, and it just like that scene perfectly sets up her character, and even like sets up a future scene like the one that we were just talking yeah. about in the tent. See, I want I wanted that to be a nice transition. Uh, mind the pun that uh, like yeah. Steven Spielberg is very good at setups. Mm-hmm. He's very good at like let's um, let's establish um, this character. And uh, what their what their abilities are in this example, it's the she can drink a lot. Mm-hmm. She's she has a very high tolerance, and um, like at first, it's like well, it, it, it's great because it shows that as a character, she's um, she's a tough. She's yeah, a tough, I was just gonna say shit. she's resilient and tough. Yeah, yeah. and um, that ability actually helps her out later on when she has to have a drink with what is it, Balak, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, she she outdrinks him and uh, gets him drunk so she can escape, mm-hmm. and just I mean there's plenty of examples in the movie that I um, mean we don't have to get into, but mm-hmm. I think that uh, Steven Spielberg is very good at um, doing setups for whether it be um, a character or a uh, plot device, like to progress the story. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, um, yeah, exactly. Like he does. Uh... Things that you wouldn't even think were setups. Uh, maybe maybe it's more that he's planning more on the payoff, but the initial setup is like a really good character moment. Like for her, it was that drinking scene, and you like realize, oh man, this chick is really tough, and like she she's like super independent. But then like that that's just like a really good character moment. But the fact that it 
ties that in later on mm-hmm. with like the scene mm-hmm. in the tent. And I feel like we're focusing on these two scenes too much, but <laughs> I mean, it's just a, I mean, I know it's a, it, they're, they're microcosms, but they, yeah. it, it, it is, it is, it is, um, apparent throughout the whole film of, uh, I guess like we were saying before how like, uh, mm-hmm. the cadence of Steven Spielberg and his action. And I mean, just the whole movie in general, the cadence that he does, Mm-hmm. with uh his scenes are just so it, it's so well designed mm-hmm. you know um going back to uh the transitions and just action just i mean just action in general like um i mean so let, let, let's get away from the bar scene and let's go to the uh, uh the plane scene mm-hmm. where um she she goes in um, what's it, Marion? Yeah. And she um, knocks the pilot's head, mm-hmm. and then she gets in while Indiana Jones is like fighting this like huge Nazi guy. Yeah. And they're 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 going at it, but then um, she starts shooting. Mm-hmm. But even yeah, even before that, when what? she knocks the guy out, he falls oh, he into falls, the plane's right. controls, yeah, yeah. and that literally like sets in motion. She's like unable to control. Scene. Yeah, she's unable to control the uh, the plane. Yeah. So we already know that the plane's gonna do whatever it wants because mm-hmm. the guy has fallen over. Yeah. So yeah. Then then, then she takes the gunner and then starts mm-hmm. shooting and then she acts because the plane's moving. She shoots the uh, the mm-hmm. gas tank. Yeah. And then obviously the gas like fills up the the field as they're still fighting. Yeah. And then uh, was it was it the, the 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 brute guy gets hit by the propeller because there's no one in control. Yeah. And then um and then what what, what causes the fire again? What was it? Uh uh the leaking gas. Yeah, but what ignites it? Uh the previous fire, right? How many fire there's a lot there, of fires. There's a lot of fires. I mean, honestly, basically Yeah, I mean that's movie. that's speaking to these like intricate set pieces that Steven Spielberg puts together. It's like people when you think of Spielberg, you th- that's what's so crazy about him, and this is kind of like speaking to something like bigger about like why I love Spielberg is when you think about him, you don't, you hardly ever think about action scenes, and it's because those action scenes are they're so logical. Yeah, they're you know? logical, and there's like like you were saying, like uh, everything has consequences, and it's kind of all based in characters more than just like when you think about. Um, just any well, set yeah, piece just, today. Just like, you know? just like, um, it's got those beats, you know, the cadence, like mm-hmm. with, um, the, the chase scene and I don't know, I'm going to just say Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Middle Eastern country. Yeah. The, the, it, we'll the, dub it no, in. No, in the, in the town, <laughs> in the town that they were at, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much what happens is that, um, there's, it's kind of the cat and mouse thing where the Nazis are chasing after Marion and, mm-hmm. and Indy. And uh, obviously, Indy's action sequences are more so like this. You know, he's a, a masculine. He's masculine. He's going to um, he's going to take care of things with his fist and and his gun. You know, mm-hmm. it's very masculine. Yeah. So it's explicit, explicit action. You see, you see, you see Indy taking care of it. Um, you see him shoot his gun, pun. You know, throw his mm-hmm. arms. You know. And then what was interesting was that when you got to Marion's action sequences, it was more of um, the implicit, implicit mm-hmm. violence yeah. where where there's a scene where 
she's being chased. She had a frying pan, you know, mm-hmm. she had a frying pan for a weapon and, uh, she runs into, in, she runs into, uh, this house mm-hmm. and you don't see what happens. The, the guy who's chasing her runs back in and you just hear like a bang and yeah. then she runs back out. And it's like, it's, it's like what I was saying where Sp- Steven Spielberg doesn't, um, he doesn't uh, treat you like a child as an audience member. Mm-hmm. It's like you can put the you can put the pieces together. I exactly, mean, that's a that's yeah. a simple example, but he's ha- he has this riddle throughout the entire film yeah, of exactly. uh, not uh, questioning the audience uh, an audience's intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, to follow the logical sequence of action. Yeah, like he he expects that everybody is kind of catching the trends that he's like weaving into the story, and that you can kind of like keep up with. Uh, Mm-hmm. Each new little, each new mm-hmm. little twist that he's putting on it, and um, let's see here. Um, so what 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 didn't you like about it? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's. A, <laughs> I mean, the movie. I mean, it has its is flaws. so good. Yeah, it yeah. does have its flaws, and we were kind of talking about how um, there's a little, there's a few, you know, little convenient things that happen That's especially in the especially in the, the third, third act, act. the third act man there are, there are some real it and was you know like, <laughs> you know what's interesting about that yeah, yeah. is uh and i brought it up when the third act was kind of starting i was like huh i don't really remember uh like this scene uh you know like as much like when it gets to the submarine and all that and i think like kind of the reasoning for that is the fact that <laughs> Things don't like narratively tie together, uh, you know, as cohesively as like the rest of the movie in the third act because there's kind of like some jumps where the movie kind of uh, uh, it's like I think it now just, we're here. I think it just you know? got I think it just got tired. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like the writers just got like, well, we need to wrap wrap some things up here. Like honestly, like yeah. in the third act, um, fuck, like when it really bothered me when. Like I could excuse some like convenient stuff, like with the when they got out of the crypt, and then they just you know the like a crypt that was supposedly like hard to find, and they dug it up, yeah. And then 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 Marion and Indy have to escape it, and they just this happened to yeah. when they escape it, it's like this wall that's like right adjacent <laughs> next to like this airfield, yeah. And it's like. Why didn't you guys just like pile down that wall? <laughs> you know, like I could excuse yeah. that. That's not like a, as big of a deal. But like, I was yeah, I was more so okay with that one than the the uh, submarine was bothered me so much. <laughs> so in what happened was that yeah, like laid out with logic, like yeah. what happened because it's really so funny. like in the third act, you know, Nazis of course they, um, well no, Marion and Indy have the arc. You know, the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they they think they got a clean getaway. It's great. It's fun, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Nazis, of course, they find the boat that they're, that they're on with the Ark. And they commandeer the boat. And, of course, they um, they take it. They, they take the boat and they find the Ark and whatever. And they kidnap Marion. They couldn't find Indy on the boat. So Nazis thinks, he, thinks he's dead. So what do you think Indy does? Just as what do you think Indy does? <laughs> he decides, yo, fuck it. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go swim to this submarine. I'm gonna go get on top of it. And it's gonna just be alright. Just, just hang out hang on out. the submarine. <laughs> so literally yeah, literally all they needed 
So, yeah, that's what happens. Like, he gets in the submarine, <laughs> and he, he's hanging out on it, and then we, she, we see the overlay <laughs> of the map. The classic him. map, yeah. Yeah, the little classic indie map of it traveling to this, like, secret... Nazi it was a good island. like hundred miles, like probably a lengthy distance for him was to be hanging lengthy. out. And he was still wet. He was it's wet. Interesting thing. Maybe maybe the map was misleading and it wasn't that far. Like I'm trying to give Steven Oh hell no Spielberg dude. the credit. <laughs> I wanna pull that shit up right now. Because I can guarantee you like the land masses involved and all that shit. No what you don't like I mean it was already established in the movie that whenever you have yeah. The map scene transition, mm-hmm. you're going a long distance. Ain't no fucking walk in the fucking park. Yeah. You know? But, uh, I just, they just, they just like, literally just, just have them appear in the submarine harbor just wet. Yeah. And they just don't even show them ever going in the submarine so here's or what leaving So here's it. what I think happened. Oh, God. Conspiracy. This is, no, no, no. Not All conspiracy. Right. This All is right. what I think Fine. happened. Okay. He, he's sitting on top of the submarine. He's been up there for hours. It's getting hot. The submarine... But you know, it submerges! The submarine, hey, hey, hey! It does not... It's I don't think it shows it submerging. I don't think that happens. It ruins the whole point of a submarine. The submarine's like, hey, we're just going to cruise there. We don't have to go underwater. We're just going to cruise. And so he's chilling on top. It's All real right. hot. All he's right. like, man, I'm getting real hot up here. He fucking holds on to the side, jumps in, takes a dip, takes a real quick dip. On the side of the submarine, just to cool off a little bit. And hey, then he gets back hey, on. That's have you why ever seen wet. the classic movie, Open Water, sir? <laughs> have you seen that classic movie? Even I, I if have, it was yeah. above water. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what? That was, that was, that was, that was so, a joke. That was mostly I know, a I know. joke. But, but, but uh, I just thought they just got tired at the end. You know? They just yeah. got tired with that submarine scene. Even. Yeah, because you know what? Yeah, because uh, when rewatching it, I thought, I literally thought the scene with uh, him stealing the truck and stealing the ark yeah. led right into the end scene where they were like tied up and oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. But there's this whole thing with the submarine and him leaving and like. No, I totally, no let me tell you why it was yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. All right, like the producers, the producers like, hey, I secured this fucking submarine. You better use this shit. <laughs> Like, okay. I, like, oh, shit. I, I paid thousands of dollars for this fucking thing. Yeah. You better put this in your goddamn movie, Stevie. And he's like, well, I guess we'll just like pop it in there. Real yeah, quick. yeah. Wow, shit. Look, Kasdan, let's do a rewrite. Let's get this Let's get this sub in here. But um, yeah, so yeah, we have some segments that we want to get into. And I don't want to derail things too much here. Well, I think we already derailed it. But uh, mm. getting back on track, I should say. Um yeah, so signature moves. This is going to be a segment where in each movie that we watch by each director, we try to point out kind of the signature moves kind of, uh, you know, that they're using in this uh, quote-unquote director showdown, I guess, to stick with the theme of fighting. <laughs> so essentially it's like um, what what in this movie have we seen that uh, defines the director's um, – mm-hmm. uh, style and way of doing movies and i will like to preface by saying that steven spielberg has zero style and uh he he has no voice he's just generic movie man i'm just kidding but um only half um I, the, the funny thing is, is the that thing is his 
style, to use your word, here we go. is... <laughs> God damn it, this is supposed to be the one where we don't fight. Um, <laughs> his, his, style, his style has been replicated and taken so much that it's just something that we view as normal. All right, now. I'll give it to yeah, you. Yeah, I'll give because you Because even the scenes of, uh, you know, showing reaction shots to... Like, we were talking about it at the beginning of the movie, where... Uh, he builds tension so well, and like a lot of that's due in part to John Williams, which like we can get to. But it's like you know all these like tension building scenes, and he'll always show you the reactions. Like he shows uh, Alfred Molina at the beginning looking over to a guy that's like I guess helping them get to where they need to go, and they kind of like look at each other, and it's like really ominous and terrifying, and like oh what are, what's going to be up here? I don't know. And uh, I don't know, it's one of his things. It's like he loves showing and he makes a point to show people reacting to the events that are unfolding. Can you give an example of, um, can you give like specific examples in the film of, uh, of that being utilized? Um, I mean, the one that's, yeah, coming to mind mostly is at the beginning when they're like coming across the temple and then it's showing, like I said, like Alfred Molina and all them. And then, um, let's see here. I don't know. Do you have any? Um, there, there's a lot of them. Well, so, like, a lot of me it's just spot. like, it, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I just <laughs> thought that you did have some, yeah. considering, you know, what you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, like stuff where it's just indie, um, like, showing, it, because, like, I, I get what you're saying, the reactions, because it, it reveals something about the character, like, with indie, um him in any uh, situation like when he's dealing with the truck when he's in the truck driving the truck mm-hmm. you know he's like smirking he's just having a good time you know okay just, yeah like, you know like it shows that he's like in control of the situation rather than mm-hmm. just um rather than the audience just floating through this action scene you know? yeah and then um yeah and then one came to mind too another one where you know they have the staff and then they have her medallion that they got uh for marion and then they're kind of using it to see where the Ark is located in this huge, like, dig site that they have, uh, you know, been working on. And, um, and yeah, like, it makes a point, like, John Williams' score kind of, like, swells up. And then it makes a point to, like, show him. But would you just give like that being, to Steven Spielberg? I would, John, yeah. I would because John Williams. I would because they, really? they a lot of times, I mean, it's, it's, they're not mutually exclusive. It's, like, it's all tied together into the... And so what he's trying to do, you know what I mean? I mean, I would, I mean, I, I don't think you're giving John Williams enough credit. I think no, he, I mean, he's he, the one yeah. who uh, really made, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Steven Spielberg didn't, um, the thing is like, it is, Steven Spielberg gave him the, uh, the shots and John Williams made them even better. I'm not saying that anyone, yeah, because like you could have had another composer and the shots still would have been great, mm-hmm. but I think John Williams really added like a re- incredible mm-hmm. element the way that yeah. he composed was fantastic. Yeah, and I, I said it when we were watching, but like, there's a reason why Spielberg's only made two movies without John Williams. It's because like he is a fucking master of like amplifying what you're trying to do with the visuals, but with the musical side of it. So, uh-huh. like, what I was saying too, like going back to like showing like the reactions. It's like they constantly show Indy's face in that scene when like mm-hmm. the light's shining on it, and it's like, oh my god, this is incredible. Like this is working just like how the the myths or whatever, like told it would work like using the medallion with the sun. And he's just like shocked by it. And he's like, he's like deep down, he's a huge nerd, right? 
Like he's really badass and cool, but he's a he's like a fucking history nerd. Well, yeah, yeah, that's the that was alluded to at the end where he um he had the uh, bazooka, the RPG. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, he's like, you know, I'll blow everyone up. Just give me the girl. I don't want the arc. But then, um, mm-hmm. bullocks. <laughs> Bol- Balash, as he's referred Balox. to. <laughs> the shittiest name you could ever be given. Um, <laughs> he, he's like, I wish, uh, I wish a person would, you know. I, wish I just a person wish you w- said it. I no, just I'm wish not- you said it now. I'm going to dub it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he's like, he challenges Indy. It's a, it's a great scene where he's yeah. like, hey, I know you. I know you don't want, I know you want to see what's in this. Mm-hmm. I know you want this try. It's a great, it's a great scene. It's one of the best scenes where you just like, yeah. it challenges Indy as a, well, as a character. Yeah. And that's interesting to bring that up too. Cause it kind of justifies another thing about this movie that a lot of people have talked about is how in the third, like the final scene, oh, yeah, yeah. you typically have your hero, you know, he's he, like, he's driving the plot. Like he's affecting everything around him to like, you know, conclude the story. But in this movie, it's literally Indiana Jones, just like tied up, literally having no control. But what you said before about how, you know, Balak or whatever, Barack Obama. Yeah. yeah Barack, Barack Obama says, uh, <laughs> he says, this is what you want. You're not going to blow this thing up. Like this is, you want this as much as we do. Mm. And he's like, yeah. So that kind of, I feel like that scene definitely justifies why he's like, I'm going to let this play out because like, this is kind of, like, he wants to see what's going to happen just as much as the rest of them, I think. Right, right, right. You know? Um, I don't think he really foresees what's going <laughs> to... Like, that all that's going to happen, but... Well, I mean, somehow... That's why what, that's what I think, like... It's so weird, because I just think the third act was just so lazy. Like, everything about the third act was incredibly lazy. Even that final scene with the... the like, God's power and all that stuff. Yeah, because... Um, it was just kind of let's let's just throw it all under let's just get it get this film done because mm-hmm. um, just uh, like I don't know how Indy just knew to close his eyes like I don't I didn't understand like how did he know that like was it just because yeah. he's a nerd and he just like is just well you had mentioned the uh, like the city of Gamora story and like oh, don't yeah. look and I mean but maybe, you think that, that you would think it. that the French dude would have known that because he's like yeah he, i mean they set him up to be an intelligent person mm-hmm. you know just a slimy one yeah but i just thought i just thought they just need to just get everything over with and speaking of uh gamora in case um you haven't read the bible like a good american <laughs> like um, a good christian good christian young lad or lass <laughs> I don't think we have any Christian listeners or any listeners, <laughs> or matter. literally anybody listening to this. Um, uh, the city of Gamora, the town of Gamora, was about um, apparently like it was a it was a city of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I could be totally wrong because it's been a while since I read it. But um, what happens is that someone uh, um, they walk away from the city of sin, and uh, one. One traveler uh, looks behind, like looks back at the city. It's turned to stone. And turned to stone. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thinking. I mean, I mean, it could be an illusion. Well, no, I th- I think it kind of like does because yeah, it. from what yeah. I remember about it is it's kind of like the end of this movie too, where God he realizes that like all of this sin and all of this like 
just terrible concentrated sin is happening in the city. And well, he, it's like, like smites if, it, well, you know? it's like you know you you can't look at God if you are with within sin. Like you can't you mm-hmm. know view God, and that's the whole point. Is like yeah, of course, Indian and Marian they are of sin, so mm-hmm. they they don't look yeah. Um, which, um, brings me to, um, I guess we're going to go a little bit more critical on our, our plot analysis since we're going there. And, um, I wanted to bring up a really, really cool thing I, I, I noticed because I I would have never noticed this like as a child Mm -hmm. because literally it's, I don't know how long it's been since I watched this film. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly think that this, this film is a, uh, a, a gigantic metaphor for um, the oh, Manhattan shit. Project. Here we go. Because um, <laughs> uh, let me start off by uh, saying that, like, so when the the Nazis they were they were developed they were trying to develop the atomic bomb, and of course the Americans were. And um, at the beginning. Uh, you know, the government, the U.S. government, like, these agents, right, these government agents, they mm-hmm. come and they go up to Indiana Jones and say, hey, bro, like, you yeah. need to get this Ark of the Covenant because the yeah. Nazis are going to get it and it's this powerful thing and yeah. you need to go get it because we need to have it before the Nazis do. Yeah, that's exactly what they say, too. If yeah. you watch it, that's exactly how they say it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just knocking in the face. <laughs> um... So essentially, it's like it's the same. It's the same thing with the uh, Manhattan Project, because the atomic bomb is this destructive force, like this this massive destructive force, mm-hmm. and so is Ark of the Covenant, like it's this massive destructive force, and pretty much what um, the government told these physicists to develop the atomic bomb, they said, "Hey, you guys need to build this atomic bomb." or else the Nazis are going to build it before us. And that was the whole motivation. So mm-hmm. it was um, it was super interesting to see that... Um, that the parallel uh, just, Yeah, term. those parallels between... Yeah. Um, because it's like it's like the Nazis want it... Like, all they want is just to gain the power, mm-hmm. you know, of the Ark of the Covenant. It's not really about, like, you know, history or stuff. So that's mm-hmm. what's also really interesting about it was that, uh, um, you know, the physicist... And the Manhattan Project, they did it because they had a love for physics. Like, they wanted to research, mm-hmm. and they wanted to understand, um, um, you know, quantum mechanics and whatnot. And Indiana Jones, is, the parallel is that he loves history, and he mm-hmm. loves artifacts. And yeah. so he takes it on, not just because he... Not just because he wants to defeat the Nazis, but because he's genuinely curious about this powerful artifact. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, like honestly, I think it's an ex- it's it's a it is an obvious reference to the to the Manhattan Project and the mm-hmm. um, the the uh, development of the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've never even heard of that comparison being drawn before which is really interesting but the second you said it i was like oh i could really i could really see that and the interesting thing is like the time period too mm-hmm. that the movie is set in 1936 I yeah think. i think it was 1936 it's like re- it's like uh world war ii was happening right um it was building up yeah it was almost yeah it, it was, was revving well i think it was uh, yeah. i don't america hasn't i don't think they had um we didn't enter, enter until the 42 war yet 
Yeah, know? and the Nazis have already been pretty dominant by 36, easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I forgot, like, if... Like, I think they already invaded Poland or some shit. Someone's gonna have to point out, like, oh, they're typing on their fucking keyboard. Uh, oh, it was actually oh. 1937 uh, pushes up glasses. Yeah. Uh, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, but, uh... Man, we keep going off on like tangents. I mean, I'm not complaining, but it's you know it's fine. But uh, I just wanted to put no. That, that in was a really good. Was, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Way more to interesting see that, than uh, like anything I threw out. That's really yeah, yeah. It's really good uh, view of the movie. Um, but like as far as uh, signature moves, like were there any other kind of? Uh, You're gonna hate me. Okay, but there was a lot of uh, Kubrick shots. Just wait for a fucking second before you start being okay, a little bitch all right, about okay. it. Okay. All right. Ooh, like, like, like Steve. Like that's how you said like Stalexy Cooper. Yeah, that's how I said This is all this podcast is gonna be <laughs> for an hour. For an hour it's like <laughs> Anyways. Um no the the um the the introduction where he gets the uh, golden um, statue in the tomb, and to set it, to set up that the gold statue is important, they do a very symmetrical shot of mm-hmm. the gold idol, and I was like, yeah. that that's a Kubrick shot. That's a Kubrick shot. Yeah, I don't know if that's a Kubrick shot. <laughs> I don't know if he like like created that ultimately if he was the one he's the one who made it into fucking like um made it fancy i don't know if he created yeah he he obviously didn't create it but he made it made it um meaningful yeah i mean another thing i was thinking about is you know one of spielberg's signature moves is just kind of the idea of having like multiple things going on in the scene and, you know, in, even even in shots, there's multiple things going on. There's, like, stuff going on in the background of a scene when somebody else is, you know, speaking in the background. And then, like, you see, for instance, when uh, Bullock is, like, talking to Indiana Jones and then you're just, like, his face is, like, right here kind of sideways and you're, like, seeing his reactions. And he, he likes to cram as much stuff as he possibly can into a shot. Like, there's the scene when they're walking through the desert and, like, in the in the foreground – Foreground is front, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the foreground already invalidates everything. God damn it! Fuck you, man. And the foreground is like all the people working, and this is kind of setting up the scene that, like, oh man, they have just like like hundreds, thousands of people just like at these dig sites, and then in the background, there's just this exposition, you know, where they're kind of walking through the. the I was gonna say the forest. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ! They're walking, walking through the through desert. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And uh, he just he just likes to cram a lot of stuff into into every scene, you know. So. I mean, no, no, that's a that's a great point. Like he is, um, like Steven Spielberg is without accident in every scene. Yeah, like he is. Um, he's definitely very aware about um, what he's filming and what he wants to convey, and I give him a lot of respect for that because there's mm-hmm. a lot of films out there that kind of just like just let it loose, you mm-hmm. know, and. Um, you know, you make what you will of it, but yeah, every very, scene is intentional. He's very intentional, yeah. and he uh, even I love what he does with shadows in this movie, which we kind of oh yeah, on. yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. there's at least four or five really cool shadow shots where somebody where essentially somebody's facing the camera, and then they're speaking to the shadow that you see on the wall. Mm-hmm. So it's like this really cool effect 
where uh, like that's the first time that it introduces Marion where she's like facing the camera mm-hmm. and then you see like this introduction of Indy like all huge on the wall behind her. It's just like a really cool yeah effect, I mean you know? he uses um, he uses other methods of communicating like communicating mm-hmm. what's going other on other than just showing it directly showing, yeah like instead of just a stage you know like instead of mm-hmm. like a theater stage it's um, using other aspects of the environment to convey what is happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can. The shadows are great. The uh, even the mirror with um, with slimy uh, um, Brock <laughs> Obama, <laughs> no Bullock, whatever his fucking name is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He's like mean, he's yeah. like creeping on her. And uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like that, you know. It's like he's like that's what's great about what's what Spielberg does is that he's able to um, convey. Um, aspects of the character of the plot without um explicitly telling you um to your face as an audience Mm -hmm. i mean granted there was some tiresome scenes like i mean i mean i get that they had to explain it in the college scene you know like they're Mm -hmm. they're prepping it was an exposition scene where they're like prepping like all right you gotta get this nazi guy like he's Mm -hmm. going after the ark and shit you gotta do it matthew mcconaughey was there (laughs) (laughs) apparently apparently yeah (laughs) i didn't see that cut um i mean like that all gets i mean honestly that all gets a pass for me because Mm -hmm. everything is so um masterfully done mm-hmm. and um and it's like honestly i prefer exposition done like how they do it in this movie where there's like out of where the there's there's quick. simply somebody who knows information there are people who don't know the information and it makes sense that they don't know it but they have to like hear the information so they sit down and they chat and it's like that's i mean that's really old I school mean, yeah, yeah. but it's like today we have I don't know. I could definitely see people are, you know, saying that like today it's better where the exposition's kind of a little more subtle, but it's kind of more, a lot of times it's really like ham fisted. Well, well, I mean, even though like I thought it was a little, a little dry, but I thought it was still, it was appropriate. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just get it out of the way. Let me tell you what it was fucking happening. Yeah. It, it wasn't it consolidates. Out. It yeah. consolidates all the exposition you need, other you know, so you don't have to like dole it out throughout the movie. It's just like here's the yeah. Exposition. Let's get out of the fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I think that's going to lead us into our uh, next segment. Another right. segment here. Um, Oh, this is gonna be yeah, uh, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to call it for now. What would Kubrick do? <laughs> oh, because, and, God, and, and, and so I the inverse, so the, the inverse is going to be what would Spielberg do? But yeah, I mean, well, Adam, how would you put this on me right now? How, how would Stanley Kubrick have made this movie that have directed same script? Like I'm, I'm drawing that line in the same. Okay, no, no, okay, okay, yeah. fine. Just, I mean, you know no, wait, wait. Get. Can you give me a little bit more leeway with the script? Like, I think I'd let me okay, yeah. It. Let me he 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 saw the script and maybe he had some rewrites. He had no, some he opinions. had incredible rewrites. Uh, well, okay, okay. okay. Instead, instead, instead of this whole like um, you know adventure thing or whatever, Stanley Kubrick would have done an introspective of. <laughs> discovery where this guy like he goes and he 
Like, I think it would be a very, like, individual film, a very clinical film where it's yeah. just, like... That's his style. Like, Indiana Jones, like, questions his own humanity. Like, when he goes... Like, he... When he goes excavating for, like, the uh, the, the Lost Ark... Yeah. He um, learns more about his own... His, himself as a person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the Ark ends up being Hal... And, uh, <laughs> well, let me stop you there. Okay. So my my idea of Stan, uh, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark as uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. is essentially it's it's very similar in a lot of ways, but it ups the scope like times ten. He essentially like saw the original script oh, yeah. and is like. Hmm. There's a lot of interesting stuff with theology and God, and God exists in this world, and the Ark. And so I think he would almost do it like the Ark is kind of like a uh, monolith type thing, oh, yeah, where where it's all yeah, yeah, where uh, they don't focus on so much the tension. Uh, well, no, he's good with tension, but like the kind of like the action scenes, he doesn't really do. I would say I would say he would yeah he would he would ignore the set pieces and more so do like um, high tension um, even even Mm -hmm. I would say he would take a a a horror movie route okay where like he would be exploring like a you know a crypt and um, it would be super high tension yeah I I mean it wouldn't it there the action scenes would not be explicit it would be a lot of like. Mm-hmm. like slow um slow uh the pace would up. be a lot yeah. yeah and uh oddly enough i feel like the end of the movie would be similar in kubrick's if if not like the same ending where like the power of god destroys like everything just because like I'm, I'm i'm looking at it at a lens of like this the the guy who made 2001 yeah, yeah. makes this movie where it's yeah. like oh i can play with like play in this like uh, cinematic sandbox with uh, like God and like the power of God. And I feel like it would have been like similar to the ending of this movie a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, no, that, that's a good point, but it wouldn't be as explicit as Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I think that he, he would take the, he would take the route of, uh, I would say he wouldn't even do just um, any Jones. He would do like multiple timelines of this, like, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like <laughs> you know, discovering the ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like the creative, a... the creating of oh, the ark, and you know, you know what I thought when we were watching it too, mm-hmm. and it just like came came back is uh, they mention. Uh, I think Bullock says it when he like uh, when Indiana Jones is stuck in the tomb, and he's like, maybe they'll find you in a thousand years. That and I just it. had this idea of like, oh man, Kubrick totally at the end would have like gone to a thousand years <laughs> in the future. <laughs> And then they discover Indiana Jones, and it's like this huge, like, oh, well, that's ironic. He's this guy, or not ironic? No, no, it would be like thematic. this. This is like, it's like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Let's find out who Indy was. That's how it opens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and let's then at the end, of this. Yeah. About, let's, you know, let's, let's see who. What type of person he was, what time period, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it would go Exactly, and then, yeah, cut to uh, Indiana Jones, like, at the beginning of the movie in the forest, uh, going to yeah, find yeah. the... But it'd be, like, a lot more kind of, like, 
long static shots of like very wide establishing frames. the uh the the jungle exactly like, yeah yeah and the natives like being there you know just very uh almost undisturbed and then uh-huh. you know it would just be uh <laughs> i mean like like okay i'll say that I'm glad that Stanley Kubrick did not do Indiana Jones <laughs> because yeah. I can safely say that I have I had a great time watching this film. It is yeah. it is a um, so much fun. It's a classic fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing that the great thing about it is that it's fun without making you feel like um, the director thinks you're. In, an idiot as an audience. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I think, and that's kind of getting into bigger ideas about Spielberg too. Is like, he definitely like Spielberg and I, you could definitely say George Lucas did too, but like Spielberg, I think definitely helps. Let's, make, let's just, you know, we're being civil and nice to each other right now. Let's just yeah. not include George Lucas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to, I don't want to throw him under this bus either, but um, no, Spielberg, like, definitely, if he didn't single-handedly, he definitely had a huge part in creating modern-day blockbusters. But what people who are making blockbusters today who, like, grew up on Spielberg's films kind of forget is that the people watching the movies aren't fucking idiots. Like, yeah, it's like he, he like, respects his audience intelligence and, like, knows you're on the same page and just wants to tell, like, a really compelling like action packed with like solid characters story, at least when it comes to Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. we're like getting, we're going to get into like the other sides of Spielberg. Cause there are definitely other sides to like how he directs movies and yeah, what movies he's made. He, he's just got, he's just got a, like I said, like he's got the cadence. He knows, he knows how to change up the beat. It's not just, um, it's not just explicit action, explicit action, explicit action. It's mm-hmm. let's do a little bit explicit. Let's give him a little bit. Let's do implicit, as in like let's um, let the audience figure out what the violence is in yeah in this scene. Um, let's let's do some really long tense shots, and then once we're done with the tension, you know, get rid of it. We add it. We add some comedy to relieve. Yeah. So he's got really well, if great you, rhythm. Yeah, to exactly. And like that's what kind of that's what Spielberg is best at is because prior to him, there were, like, hints of that in other directors and things like that, but he was kind of the real first, like, completely visual storyteller who, like, came... I shouldn't say visual storyteller, but, like, cinematic storyteller who, like, completely knew how to use the medium and, like, frame shots and kind of set, you know, set up oh, scenes. I mean, you, you, what you're saying is that, like, he, he can... Um logically tell the story without you having to really think about it it's so um Mm -hmm. smooth in your head when you watch it it's like you like when spielberg does the 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 scenes you can just logically follow that and it makes sense in your head it's not like i have to figure out this why he went to this except for a few but you know that's excusable yeah, yeah. But uh that's that's the cool thing about Spielberg is that he's, he he seems to always have the audience in mind, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, I mean, do you have anything else you want to add about uh Raiders of the Lost Ark movie number 1 from uh the director showdown here? I mean, are we doing ratings? Is that what we're doing? Are we doing Oh, uh, no, I don't think ratings are necessary. 
I mean, we already know that these are our favorite movies of... Yeah, so, like, essentially to... And maybe we should have put this more at, like, the forefront. It's, like, I picked three... She's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) At the beginning, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, Yeah, like, I picked three Spielberg movies that I thought best encompass... Like, the best of Spielberg, really. The, The movies that I think, to me showcase why he's the best director uh i should say better than kubrick because in my eyes brent here he's better than kubrick shut the fuck up <laughs> like you know like you know in my in in, in my eyes and in in god's eyes <laughs> god damn it kubrick is superior so objectively but anyways i still i mean i i i love spielberg spielberg is great (laughs) but yeah i guess i guess we shouldn't um uh rate these because all of them are good except for maybe uh anyways i'm not gonna say (laughs) but uh no i i mean i i grew up with indiana jones i think um even even now i think it's a timeless uh Mm -hmm. movie um, the action sequences are, I mean, I was like, wow, like I wish I saw some of these action sequences in movies now. Like it was, it was, yeah. it, the, the, I just wish that, um, movies were like that. It's nowadays. like, it's just, yeah. And I should, I should have said this earlier, but people today, like the, when I was talking about like directors today, mm. uh, they took the wrong lessons. Yeah, (laughs) from from like a Spielberg movie Mm -hmm. like Indiana Jones, where they just look at they look at the explosions like Michael Bay sees the explosions or like, uh, you know, they see the fight scenes and and stuff like that. And that's not what they should be taking away. They should be taking away kind of how each scene has consequences and escalations Mm -hmm. and 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 it's so yeah, it's so brilliantly pieced together. And uh, and yeah, that's just talking about the action scenes, but I mean um, the whole yeah. movie together. I mean a lot of a lot of what um, directors nowadays they just do the. I mean, um, speaking of J.J. Abrams and mm-hmm. um, others, uh, they take up the conveniences of plot. You know, like oh well, mm-hmm. you know, like how I said before, where they just happen to uh, appear at the airfield. That mm-hmm. was convenient. Yeah, then, that's the lesson that he that's probably what he learned. learned you know? and it's yeah. just like, you know, it's fine if you do it like once or twice. Because even the submarine to me was a little egregious. But even then I could get over it because of how how everything flowed so well together beforehand. Yeah, yeah. But with directors nowadays, I mean, speaking of J, I I mean, since we said J.J. Abrams, like... Yeah. They just have the millennial falcon, millennium falcon, millennial. The, oh my god! I've never, I've never uh, heard the a more fucking apt. Uh, what's the term I'm looking for? You know it. Appropriate. Uh, um, oh man. Relation. No, god damn it, man. Jesus. Well, millennial falcon. <laughs> Jesus millennial Christ. falcon. That the is perfect the term. perfect term uh, for. Yeah, just like uh, Abrams, Abrams is uh, episode seven. Yeah, it's, and the, it's the, it millennial falcon, the millennial falcon. Where it's just he has such a short attention span, and I don't want to get. I mean, we're yeah, going well, off the rails, we but um, I mean, the yeah, I, there. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's. Do you want to add anything else? I think that's no. I mean, what? Um, what? 
what would you say overall about the film? Since I did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess to wrap up my thoughts on it, I think it's uh, it's obviously a classic that paved the way for so many um, like imitators throughout the year. Like we were talking about uh, through games, movies, like in, uh, I was gonna say Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider, uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, I mean, so many things have come along and taken from Indiana Jones because it set such a such a great like uh example for this type mm. of movie and storytelling and, and it's um, the way for uh indiana jones crystal skull yeah exactly the uh, an arguably better movie this <laughs> i'm gonna kill myself after this but uh no i mean it's uh oh man i lost my train of thought i'm sorry no, it's it's all good. Kingdom, of, you said Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. My Kingdom. brain Kingdom. just like, died. <laughs> I can't even say the name of it. Anyways, it, yes. It, it, oh, it's well, a, yeah. Okay. What I was gonna. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like the perfect example of Spielberg as the director of and like an entertaining movie from Spielberg. It's like he has other types of movies. Like uh, I mm. think. I'm not sure yet, but Munich might be one that we talk about in the future. Because uh, it's not like... I mean, he's always trying to entertain, but this is like the blockbuster side of Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean... <laughs> you mean uh, most sides. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, and this is like one of the first movies he did, too. And it's it's crazy that this is like his second or third movie, and it's mm-hmm. this fucking good. You mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, that's, that's my thoughts on it. All right, I guess so that uh, that wraps up uh, Director Showdown. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, this is Adam Dauphin. This is uh, Brent Carroll. And uh, yeah, I was just going to say next week, I think we're going to be doing uh, I think 2001, 2001 the first Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. The first uh, Kubrick movie of this podcast. That's going to be fun. the Superior movie. You fucking uh... asshole. <laughs>